0: We all believe the same thing about the plant. We think it can change culture. True. True. The burning
1: true. weed with its roots in hell. It is just like the true Removing the signals of
2: education. The message is out there. The flame is 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 getting is And
1: we're trying to
0: turn that light on. Where where are we are where are we on? In our community. What what is me, the Greenhouse Podcast. Welcome to The Greenhouse Podcast. Woo-woo. What a glorious day. We have Dave and Josh from Grab, guys. Brandon. Right. Right? Oh my God, shoot me it's in the okay. foot. You can call them whatever you want. I'm <laughs> yeah, shooting you in the foot because that's how that works. It's okay. uh, there's, there's post, right? I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no post. No post. I was looking at, at Josh. Dave and Brandon from Grab are joining us. Got that right the second time. Uh, thank you so much for making the trip. How is, uh, how is life in Texas for, for Grav?
3: Great. such a long trip to see you guys. <laughs> <laughs> all, of, all of like 40 minutes. I know. was um, like, oh
2: God, he had to just like drive down 35. Like we got to make it the best for him. It's all good today. Yeah.
3: It was great to your point before we started. It was like, you know, you, you know, just driving 40 minutes, it's like the entire culture changes, you know, like Austin's just a different place. And you know, the city council just just said, "Hey, stop arresting people completely." Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so you know, it, and that's that's starkly in contrast with like you know how many trips we all take to these you know legal markets where it's just over, right? right. And oh, then, right. You know, right. everyone's just like, "What do you mean? It's, it's this isn't the same way everywhere." Yeah. You just like right, get comfortable right. You get and you forget. Right, mm-hmm. right, exactly. Yeah. You just go to the store, buy weed, smoke it. whatever. You know, it's like yeah. you know, here, it's like.
1: Mm-hmm. A little more cagey. Yeah, sure. yeah can't, talk about more cagey. can't even talk about. Mm-hmm.
2: Thank God we've got that hemp flower though.
1: Mm, it's the same. Smells the same.
0: <laughs>
2: Feels good on my joints. When you, when you, <laughs> no. when you tell people
0: joints. what you do, when you meet new people, and you're in Texas, you've been in business for since 2004.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: that's a long time to be in glass and and to be doing what you're doing. What was it like back then telling people what you were doing and did? It sort of blow their minds a little bit, or were you even cagey about saying anything?
3: Well, uh, I was. I Brandon that or whatever he wants, because he was, you know, <laughs> around the same time. It was so, not cagey. No, not at all. It was, like, <laughs> yeah, it was no. In a way, it was like when I was when I was home with my parents. I I'd I'd always say like, "I'm in the glass business," right? And people, and most people are just like, "Oh, great," because they really don't want to know. Right. They're just yeah. asking. Yeah. Your eyes in just dress, blaze like, over. But if they're know, like, like okay. "Oh, tell me more," I'm like, oh, "I make bongs for weed," and then you're know, just straight into <laughs> it, yeah. right? And uh, and it would always get a good reaction. I mean, honestly, like even back then, it was it was already, um, you know, if they if the they you know whoever had a problem with it did it you know they I think everybody already knew that they were on the wrong side of history at that point. Right. Right. But they, you know, but then they would quietly go off to the side. (laughs) Right, (laughs) um, Right um so yeah it was it was definitely a different world but i think that we're you know it was already kind of the momentum was already swinging at that point um in austin yeah
2: or maybe just within
3: your own you know we're culture. you know it's back to the bubble conversation right like mm-hmm. yes back you know within right. our culture where we grew up our friends our family i mean yeah we had some outliers that we would talk shit about like yeah that guy's mom is a piece of shit whatever yeah but the, but yeah, I mean, you know, if you came to green or you came to, you know, or you went to somewhere East Texas, you know, wherever it, you know, if you got outside of these major metropolitan areas, yeah, it was immediately like, yeah, you better you know, lock it up. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's very, very scary. So I just maybe I uh, want to do some introductions. I would love yeah. some introductions um, from you guys because I know you, Dave, yeah. Brandon, you're, you know, you're new to the scene. Yeah relatively speaking. So I want to know your story.
4: Yeah. So uh, while I was going to chime in, I'll kind of preface that by <laughs> okay, saying yes, that yes. Uh, while, while I was saying that Dave wasn't cagey, you know, Dave and I have known each other for a really long time now. We met playing t-ball 35 years ago. What? Um, and so what? I was just yes. thinking, <laughs> when it, it making me think about like, was Dave cagey about you know we'd go to a high school reunion or something and people would be so excited to like say that they're a car salesman or something you know like right, trying to impress right. everybody and mm. Dave would just be like yeah make bogs just
2: kind <laughs> of like and just a, it was like
4: your litmus test on people you could yeah. see like because uh, some people didn't know what to do with that uh, and other people are like oh so, no shit like mm-hmm. you're looking like how, how did you make that work um which
2: community was this where you guys grew up Where's we grew up in Houston Houston kind of
4: like Close uh, to Katie area? Yeah, like halfway to Katie. So our high school was like closer to downtown, but we live like halfway to
2: Katie. Do you want to give a shout out to <laughs> our high school? Yeah. high school? Our high school it, it no is no longer. It, is, it no longer <laughs> exists. <laughs> no, uh, no, I know uh, high schools, you know, are a big deal in some places mm-hmm, in yeah. Houston. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we always shout out New Braunfels High School. Mm-hmm. I
0: mean, Every- our unicorns. So, I think our yeah. biggest yeah, claim to life. fame
4: probably since we graduated was that. Uh, Anthony Bourdain's last show that he did in Houston, he went to our high school. Oh wow! Um, oh, wow. And like oh, sat there and like did a, like because a, it's it still exists, although it's not the the same thing that it was then. And we would be zoned to a different school now. So, uh-huh.
0: so just okay. a building. Now? So you just don't. Look uh, back they they look
4: converted it there. shortly after into an ESL only, and then it became. I don't actually know what it's focus on now. Do you well,
3: then it and then it got. Name change because it was called Robert E. Lee, we and were, then yeah. the that jealous. got wiped out, right? right. Yeah. And so, um, so but, <laughs> yeah. um, and then it, and then they tore down the school, built another school on where the where the baseball fields were, and the, and
2: so we, we, we don't
3: really. know. There's nothing to shout really... out to anymore. But <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. Anthony Bourdain kept it real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shout out to Bourdain. Yeah. So, at what point in on this journey did you? Kind of come in as a business partner.
4: Uh, so that's recent. It's been within the past years that it's a uh, past year that it's official. Uh, I mean, I've seen Dave through every aspect of it. I mean, I can even remember being, uh, you know, in South America traveling when we were out of uh, undergrad, and Dave was making some gravity bongs and was potentially going to be going to law school, and he was like, "I think I might not go to law school," <laughs> uh, and you know, that was. 15, 16, 17 years ago. I don't know. The time keeps going yeah, by. Yeah, it was 04. Uh, And so I've watched every step of the iteration all the way through. Um, I did move away from Texas for a little bit, but Dave and I have always kind of talked about the business. Uh, you know, Dave's run this thing, uh, at least from, uh, you know, there's a huge team that uh, helps with everything, but from uh, business decisions and stuff, Dave's been... Uh, kind of the one calling the shots for a long time. So I've been able to see what his thought process is throughout it. Um, and then the timing just seemed right to take Grav to the next level as the world's starting to change. Uh, there's a lot more opportunity. There's ways for us to get a little bit bigger and louder and do new things. And so, yeah. Um, so yeah, I came on officially um, partnering with Dave uh, last year and so in that uh, focusing on running our existing operations, figure helping Dave figure out where we're going next, what are all the new product lines, categories, et cetera, that we can get into. Wow, yeah. so yeah,
2: amazing, amazing. That's so exciting because it's a big you, you've, you've added a very big piece of this business it feels like, you know, because it is you. And it's not like an ego thing, but Grav has been an unassuming brand. I mean, it's an iconic brand. You know, and then if you dig a little deeper, you know, there's Dave. And that's it. It's grab Dave, <laughs> right? And so bringing, I think, um, you know, bringing Brandon in, who's been on this journey with you, just not, you know, in the way that you were, it's just, it it's feels big. It feels awesome.
0: It seems like you were taking a lot of stress calls. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you were like, okay,
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: you're going to be all right. <laughs> well, Brandon's been very humble. He has had an incredible career of his own that worked for... Some amazing companies and you know, much bigger than Grav, and uh, that you can all troll and try to find out. We don't need to mention them here, but <laughs> no outs. Um, out. uh, yeah, no unicorn. Uh, so uh, the uh, you know, the the culmination of us kind of coming together is mean, in a way. It's always been like you know, in an advisory capacity. You know, every challenge, every new product hurdle, you know, ch- idea that that I had has has always run past Brandon. But the the whole concept of like Grav, Gravitron being, you know, having to do with me, it's like I've been fighting against that my whole career, right? Like it was, it was, this was always like, hey, let's build something bigger than one person, right? And right. um, you know, I've, I've prided, my, prided myself on getting, uh, on being hard to find, right? Like, I, you know, I, I don't, uh, I don't do a lot of media. I've, I'm not really um, in the limelight. I've done a few of these podcasts and, you know, and, and been, you know, and some videos for the for the company, but um, you know, I'm not out there like some of the other CEOs, and I think that there are some people internally who would like to change that. I just don't really enjoy being in front of the camera that much. Um, but um, I also, and I also don't enjoy being in front of my of the company that much. And you know, this has been a uh, you know a story of you know, branding coming on has been you know much needed like. You know, partner that I've been looking for my whole career, right? Like you know, having it, it's it's a uh, you know, it's lonely to be making these decisions on your own without. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's true. I mean, I I, I mean
0: that like it, it, when you're when you're up there alone and you don't feel like you've got a confidant or or someone that can understand your heart space, that shit's hard. You know, yeah, sure. I feel very lucky to have uh, Liz for sure. She's my business partner in media, but we met Josh, and I think the three of us can't That's do this without thing, each yeah. other. You know, yeah. so I understand that. That's, yeah. that's, that's a, i am I'm, I'm, this inspirational. I'm happy.
3: i love you know when I feel like I'm at the top. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I do think yeah. that the you're, top today's heat. Yeah, yeah.
4: you're top. a product guy through and through though. Like if, you know, you said you, you don't necessarily want to be the face. You don't like, it's not your, you don't get all of your energy from being in front of the company, but mm-hmm. you do, if we locked you in with our design team and you oh, got yeah. to go work on products and yeah. oh, like, yeah. what are the things that we're solving? That's where, you know, in, in this, my role is to help get you to do more of that stuff um, and get you out in front of people a little bit. Yeah, sure. not as you bad. can
1: only do everything up until the point you can't do anything, and then you're like, what "The
3: fuck!" Damn, that was <laughs> Josh. Wow. Mm-hmm. God, that is so really the know. most unfortunate thing. Is every turn I learn that I, like, I'm not the best at anything. Right. <laughs> yeah. like, like fuck, I thought this was gonna be the thing. Yeah, um, the no, one. but I have
2: to tell you, you know, as a as a rabid consumer of your product, and um. You know, I am not alone. You know, people want to know, you know, the genesis behind these products, even Mm -hmm. if it's something like, damn, I did not believe in that bong, but (laughs) we brought it to market anyway. You know, like those are interesting stories that help us to connect more with these pieces. Right. And, you know, you I think I read an interview in which you mentioned that you wanted to leave something that was so outside of you, but so loved. You know, something that truly affects people. And um, they do. It does. You know, it's just, it's about the ritual. It's about how beautiful they are. It's about, you know, the the herb that's in them, you know. And people use your pieces during moments of their lives that are, like, big.
3: Yeah, I mean, if you want to so break it down, like, these these pipes are, like, appliances, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> they're just, right. like, yeah. a function of, you know, it's a platform for consumption. And, you know, but... You you won't find any other appliances that people like name, like let's hit the mothership, right? Hey, let's go. <laughs> right. Like there's not like you know people literally like place personas into their into their pipes, and so you're designing um, objects that have such an incredible like you know emotional um, contribution to people's lives, and so there's just no better reward when you when you're out in the world and you're wearing a Grav shirt and people stop and like oh, bro, I love Grav. You're like. I don't even understand how you found it, right? Like, you know, you, you, it's it's a, uh, you know, you cuz you really it's not like you're walking through Walmart and stumble upon it. Like you actually have to go seek this stuff out. Yeah. Um, so. it's
2: illicit, you know, it's still ooh, especially in Texas, the company that you, you know, that state that the company's founded in, which is just hilarious. I mean, did you ever think about just saying fuck this and going to Colorado or California? It still comes up every day. <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> um,
3: yeah, I mean, it's it, it it absolutely comes up. You know, Texas is such an incredible shit show. I mean, you know, every again, you know, back to the wrong side of history. I mean, like every single one of these politicians is just completely, uh, you know, disengaged with what's actually going on on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, I mean, we know where it's polling. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just a very small contingent of people who are still pushing back.
1: Yeah. they just got a lot more money than we do so they are able to four of them pull in one direction is equivalent to 400,000 of us pulling in a, another direction
3: yeah but if i don't think it's about the us, money though i think it's yeah. about the I, I think it's about um unity you know you have you have a, an older contention of people who are still scared of this right. and mm-hmm. the young people don't know how to go out and vote we're like actually influence their their um their representatives mm-hmm. 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 that's right that's right. It's it's
2: the, there's a, a very there's very important knowledge held by a select few, and that's not because there's some conspiracy out there. It's because, there might uh, be. you know, well, <laughs> there when, might be. We talk about that, put a pin <laughs> in it, Josh. I got a point to make. No, but really, it's about um, what you know, seeking out this information and sharing it you know and that's very much the mission of this podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not it's it starts with cannabis for us. We became friends on this really fun cannabis conference circuit where we're meeting amazing people and you know, we're covering all of it and we meet Josh and every single one of our conversations was inspirational whether it was about cannabis or about education or about you know, whatever else is going on in our lives. And so I just feel like cannabis is a connector, right? We wouldn't be here without that because you built the dopest appliance for that. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, and so I just, that's thats what it's about. So I'm really grateful that you guys are um, willing to talk about that stuff and willing to be open and honest.
1: It's a very communal event, smoking herb, whether mm-hmm, yeah. it be between two people or, I mean, it's hell, it's even communal amongst yourself. I mean, I've <laughs> smoked a joint by myself and Found things out about myself that I didn't know <laughs> yeah. <enjoy> before that session. <laughs> the um, best conversation with myself. Yeah, yeah. The, um, wow, yeah. the appliances <laughs> become part of it. The music becomes part of it. Yeah. The locations become part of it. Yep. Um. It's it's just um. You know, it's it, it is communal. So it's uh, It is. Have you gotten? Has anyone ever said like this is my favorite
0: piece and they like they, like really geeked out as to why? Like, have you gotten like that sort of feedback from people? Oh. Sure. <laughs> yeah, you, this is this is yours. Oh yeah, I want to
3: hear this. I day. mean, I just I think that for, there's, um, well, I was I'm trying. I'm just coming back from a trade show. We have we had our biggest trade show of the year, so it's like all clouded by that. And is you a have champs? a lot of like yeah champs. Yeah. So you know, I have a lot of like shop owners and people are like, oh my god, these are all my favorite things. Like because they because they sell them really well, and yeah, that's yeah. You know, and, and you know we're grateful for that, but end users I think that this is actually a big challenge in our industry is like we don't we don't have great like you know it's not like other CPG where you have focus groups and you can really measure like what's working what's not what Mm -hmm. you know what true favorite why why it's their favorite do they actually try all of them to know it's their favorite like what you know yeah um, (laughs) you know there's you know we've got you know 200 300 skew do you know how many skews we have uh yeah
4: it's it's 338 right now
3: 338 different pipes to choose from so you know whenever when everybody does say like oh my god this one's my favorite how many have you smoked out of right like you know that's yeah it's amazing Do they
1: kind of hit the catalog and stick around forever or is there stuff that cycles through or great question. Uh, How's that? A little bit of both. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We should have
4: fewer SKUs than we have. Uh, but yeah, I think for the most part, there's constantly new innovation and then right, some right. stuff that just, uh, you know, slowly just kind of, we come up with a new style of something. Mm-hmm. So we'll turn it over. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that I was going to say, going back to that, that, it, you know, I've only been officially part of graph for about a year or so. And, when, and less so than people coming up and talking to me about a piece it's that I get a lot of people who come up to me who uh, just in however they knew me before, like an investment banker, a, uh, I trained jujitsu, a bunch of people that I trained jujitsu with, like different folks that'll come up to me that uh, never would have talked to me about cannabis in the past. And all of a sudden, like, there's a little flag that's planted that they'll come in and, and, you know, I wear the hat uh, around a lot. And so it's just funny that like, uh, something <laughs> that prior to that moment, you know, it's like, Teacher at my kids' preschool, the guy who used to, you know, give me loans at the bank, the like, just the anybody that's checking me out at the grocery store, um, that conversation has completely changed from people who were, I don't know, a little timid about it in the past, and so I've always seen Dave go up and just confront it, like people are like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Oh, I make blocks you know, and it's like he does that immediately And now. There, I'm getting more of those conversations and then that'll lead to somebody being like oh by the way my favorite piece is such and such you know? <laughs> uh, and they're like you that's know,
2: awesome <clears throat> that's so awesome uh, and it's just
4: been that has been my favorite part of the conversation because then people also don't get to talk about it as much in whatever you know depending on their work whatever they're doing their social circles uh, and so then they also want to talk my ear off about all the ways that they love cannabis and what
1: they want to do you know like this is we live in Texas, what the yeah. hell's going on, all that stuff. Right. So,
2: Wow, yeah, yeah.
1: Those conversations can get real old real quick sometimes. <laughs> <when they're, laughs> the wrong people, they just, uh, yeah.
2: Especially the legalization question. Mm-hmm. It's just, oh, I don't fucking know. Just come on, vote, vote. Mm-hmm. You don't know, vote. who is your local person? Let's start there. What are local attitudes like? You know, because Texas is Texas. And it's. I feel like, just as an American, I have the least control here as a Texan. You know, it's just because it feels like our our you know laws change very slowly and we have a very there's a very strong group of individuals who are holding on tightly to, you know, old ways of thinking. So rather than fighting that, um let's talk about the future and like what is Grav doing? Because I know that I smoked a little Grav Eel River oh, at nice. the Emerald Cup this wow, year. Sweet. Yes, nice. and it was so oh, happy
4: you got some. Right. Yes, <laughs> I did,
2: I did. Danny is so great about keeping me in the loop. And um, so talk to us about that.
3: I should just say, before we talk about that, you know, despite the fact that this is really obnoxious in Texas and everybody's you know, wondering what's going on, it's still, Texas, you know, unlike these you know, Colorado, California, all the other legal markets, has still a lot of hope, right? Like yes. you talk to lay people in these other markets and they're like, yeah, the ship sailed. Right. Everybody in Texas still has a possibility of participating Mm -hmm. in some way. Yes. And that's really exciting. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, you know, it's like, hey, keep keep going for it. Right. Like, (laughs) you know, ask all the questions, get into the market. It's going to be I would argue I think Texas is going to be a bigger market than California. I do.
1: It's the third largest economy in the U.S. right now. So it has the potential. I think (laughs) I I think it's the most the cannabis is Googled the
0: most in Texas. Mm. Yes.
2: That we. Learned that. It's two amazing. fun facts we... back to back.
3: Boom, boom. <laughs> oh, um, been,
2: yeah, um, I have a question about that. Why? Why do you think Texas is going to be bigger than Cali?
3: Uh, pretty simple metric. It has more shops per capita than any other state in the, in the country. Hey. Cali has more yeah.
1: Californians than California Cali, <laughs> at this point in the game. Yeah, That yeah. is
2: true. That is <coughs> very interesting. No, I, I love that. And I see what you're saying. That is the silver lining is that we haven't fucked up yet because we can't. Sure. You know, still illegal, yeah. womp womp. we'll fuck it up, I mean. You know, no, but not it's yet. Every, yet, is what i not yet. Up. We yeah. haven't fucked it up, so there's hope there. Right. But I do want to go back to that weed, y'all. Yeah, so <laughs> I'll, I'll start with the Eel
4: River thing. So you mentioned something earlier when talking about our products about, it's really about playing paying homage to what we're putting in these devices, right? So the glass is just a vessel. And it, that's all it is. It's a way to help you consume that cannabis. And so the partnership with Eel River and even this the concept of the, the glass joints that we have, uh, it's a way to have a pre-filled, you know, we're going out and finding partners that we feel have a great product that we can then put in something that is, it's clean, it's recyclable, it's all the, you know, the, the great things about having a true clean experience that's pure, right, where the, the flour that you get in those glass joints is, you know, it's minimally processed, you know, there's a whole host of things, like we're not pulverizing it like you'd have to do in order to get it into a cone, you know, or, or papers, like you, we can keep uh, a pretty large consistency of it because it's going in a glass and you're pushing as opposed to using a, you know, vibration table. Mm-hmm. Um, so finding something that and you can see it, you know it's glass, so you mm-hmm. can also see what you're getting. You have and you know, you know what you're smoking, mm-hmm. um, and then that experience also, you know my I didn't have my buddy next to me roll it and then put all of his uh, you know saliva on top it's and then hand it on. to me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, and so it just gives a, a a really clean, beautiful platform, a way that we can highlight and you know put our brand next to some uh, cultivators who we're really proud of, and this is you know just the beginning of that.
2: So. Absolutely. I I think that's just it's brilliant you know i mean again as a consumer it just makes sense and i think eel river won an award for best sun grown um at the emerald cup
4: they got uh yeah for their co2 cart so yeah, okay. we're actually uh, the, uh we're their first uh direct uh flower that they're selling so okay. uh, they have their own pre-roll yeah. as well uh, but yeah and that and they got first for that and then their product is also in uh and then Gummies, which got second place nice. uh, on the gummy side. So.
2: I don't even know why I thought that I could remember what place. We were in the pit, like right on stage, just smoking, and loving life. Because <laughs> everybody was out there cheering for like the winners and we we're just like, yeah. So it was, it was an experience. But Eel River, yeah. definitely. That guy, with he's got the just the weed sticking out of his hat. He's a really interesting looking character. Yeah. He is a <laughs> one of a
4: kind. Ty is... Uh, he's sixth-generation wow. cannabis farmer. Uh, he learned from his grandmother. You know, what? So he's uh, he's the real deal. Wow. His wow. voice
2: is, you
0: know, it's got that yeah. just rasp. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. He'll <laughs> pull not-
2: a yeah. butt down from his hat and give it to you. Yeah. No, but, you know, I do want to chat a little bit about the glass joints. Um, we were introduced mm-hmm. to them maybe six months ago at a, a CBD party where, you know, Grav was showing a few new things and Maria showed us. Um and we were instantly just blown away at the um, simplicity of them. Their sustainability, beautiful sustainability. Know. Like I'm imagining partnerships with dispensaries where they, you have your Grav glass joints, and you go every, you know, every couple days, and you just refill. You return those joints. You know, there doesn't have to be much waste at all. You know, um, I took them to Jamaica. Um, because I test stuff. I love stuff. I'm a nice. consumer.
0: Field testing. <laughs> and, oh, my
2: God, it was just so awesome just to have, like, a fresh little capsule at night. And I had, like, three indica and three sativa. I, like, set myself up for a couple days. <laughs> well, because we were shooting, you know, and so, you know, I wanted to have them ready so that we could, you know, I wouldn't stress about, like, oh, my God. Yeah. me a good. joint or, you How know.
1: How much flour in these things? Half gram per
2: joint. Yeah, yeah. It, and you just it, push, when, it's, when, you've, when you're done with it, you literally push the ash out, and then you put the cap back on it, so you can also save them. So by the end of the trip, there were um, many, many glass joints all around the house. Um, we shared the house with that Last Prisoner Project folks. Oh, very cool. Yeah, and so we were all just kind of like, we had our places to like put them, you know, because you have to share, mm-hmm. and we both got a kit, so... Um, but just sort of fun experience the
0: streamlinedness of uh, the way you guys think sometimes I think I think the glass has sort of a Beautiful elegant streamline streamli- streamline streamline if that's the word, but certainly with the refillable joints That's what I liked about it because sometimes when you're like Not sure where you're gonna be smoking. You want to just be able to put it away very quickly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm. <laughs> um, so I, I just like that it was it was clean and, and neat and organized
3: yeah, I think that we're. I mean, this, first of all, this has been a project in the making for like three years. It was kind of you know the concept, and this you know you asked earlier how products come to be, yeah. and and you know most of the time it's it's a you know it's my gut saying like I think that smaller. It was actually like a piece of data. I think I found a headset. Who like I love by the way, plug for headset. Shout out. Uh, so I, uh, you know, it was like you know the 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 biggest consumer category of cannabis were is not like you know. Flower vapes, or you know, it's like transactions between five and ten dollars, which like really kind of set my mind off. Like, and so how are you know? You don't go to you know, these convenience stores, Wall you know, Walgreens or Wal, yeah, Walgreens, CVS. You know, there people are buying kind of in real time. Mm-hmm. You know, in in a lot of different markets now, and and that's you know one of the biggest shifts in cannabis culture as you know as it becomes more uh, accepted in in. Those specific markets that are, uh, you know, more tenured, you have people who, you know, in Texas, you still don't know whether your guy's going to have it when you call him, and like you just you don't know when your next, you know, you're, you're gonna be able to get the next nicest stuff. And in these other markets where you can be confident that the flower is going to be at the dispensary when you need it, then you realize you don't have to buy an ounce at a time when you, you know, uh, when you're going to the store. So, you know, the the thesis started with like, hey, let's let's create something that is like you know, what What does the beer bottle of, of weed look like? Um, and it went through a billion different iterations to get to where we were today, but... Um,
2: the beer bottle of weed. Yeah, like, what that? is... So,
3: like, what is a single use? And I can tell you that, like, this is not that. We're still not there. But, like, you know, the... At a certain point you have to just put you have to ship your product. You have to put it out there. Like it's not perfect. I'm gonna tell you that like, you know, hammer us. Tell us all the things you hate about it, right? We, like they're very breakable. We will. I mean it's a it's
2: a fine glass. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's you know, they're, you know, not meant to like yeah, the
3: packaging is plasticky. The mouthpiece isn't perfect. you know there's I can I, I know all of the things that we mm. hate about it. Mm. And we will innovate on it, but like this is what what I've been doing my whole career, right? Like mm-hmm. it's just been a you know a 16-year you know series of innovations on top of what we've already done. Mm-hmm. Um but the you know you know again to the concept of what is the you know the single use like what is it you know like you're not sharing a beer Right. And we see that in like most of these markets, this, you know, the, like your people aren't sharing joints anymore. It's actually like the ritual is everybody gets a joint, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. And like, you know, again, different than Texas. Right. But like, yeah, you're going to all smoke together with your own joint. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, that's where we're going with this. And you know, we, we you know, we'll continue to, to push towards sustainability and we do hope that people reuse them. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of, you know, there, there's a lot of waste out in, in this world and, um, in you know, this in, canna- in this industry, oh, as man. I say, cannabis yeah. is no exception. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but there are going to be people, you know, like beer bottles, who just don't want to refill these, right? You don't refill your beer bottles, but you totally could. I mean, that you know, speaking of objects, oh, okay. you know, <laughs> right. a yeah. beer yeah. Yeah. bottle is beautiful, it's right? Have you ever looked at it? It's like you just throw them away, right? Right, like mm-hmm. you know, we should refill those, um, yeah. but you don't, and so there's a there's a story there, and I think it is also the story of. Uh, of glass as a consumption platform right like we've been trained for the last you know 30 years that people have been making glass pipe, you know more 50 years that people have been making glass pipes and you know that this is like you know a expensive precious object and you know you would never just dispose of it right. um, but we throw away our beer bottles every day mm. um, so you know there's there's a little bit of a you know a culture shift in, in what we're trying to to do um, to accomplish but we've got our own um, you know, challenges in accomplishing that. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's just the, the beginning, you know, to start telling that story. Nice.
2: Awesome, awesome. What was the,
0: I mean, what was the first pipe you ever made?
2: The Gravitron. The Gravitron. I, right, but I mean, t- <laughs> I, right,
0: tell us, like, tell us what, how, what was your inspiration? How did you do it? Do you remember putting it together? Like, go back to that moment. <laughs>
3: um, yeah, no, I mean, the, the, the Gravitron was born of, like, you know, college dorm room, like, hey, we need a gravity bong, and you know we were taking gem bean bottles and and scoring them and then like dressing up in space oh, wow. suits and trying to crack the score and then you know so like <laughs> you know, so we were we were designing these pipes and you know some some guy you know the name came from some guy that walked in and was like yo let's hit that gravitron thing like, <laughs> and it stopped Boom. and then um i uh i was you know i i went to work after we were traveling in in south america and i I always kind of wanted to to try to pull this off, right? Like, how do you make, you know, no one had made an affordable gravity bong. And, um, you know, on that note, I, I, I took it to, to the High Times Cannabis Cup and, you know, flashing forward in 2006. And, you know, everybody was kind of like, oh, I can make one of those at home. And the answer is like, you know, kind of like the beer bottles. You can make... Anything at home, right? <laughs> like, you know, you can smoke out of this candle. Like, there's no, <laughs> yeah. there's, there's really no like restrictions. But you know, mm-hmm. we it was, it was an exercise, and it was my first, it was my MBA in design. Like, mm-hmm. I had to figure out how to make this thing, and I had a, you know, concept, and I had to iterate on it, and, um, and it was as simple as like, okay, mm-hmm. well. What are my design parameters here, right? Like, I, you know, I've I've got real design parameters around cost. Like, we can't be over fifty dollars retail, mm-hmm. which, by the way, means that you have to make something for, you know, a, if about no more than ten dollars, mm-hmm. right? right, in order to sell it wholesale for twenty five, you know, and cover your margins and then sell it, you know, ultimately retailers get fifty, um, wow. and then. Um, and then you know, you have the you know, actual physical parameters like how how much space do you need in the in the bucket and how much you know, room does the bottle can, can the bottle move around? You still have to ship the bottle in the vase, both glass, how do you protect them from ship in the shipping process? There's all kinds of mm-hmm. design parameters that we you know that I you know had to do in a bubble. And you know, little ones like you know, there's a grommet on the bottom of the gravitron, right? Flash two gravitron. So <laughs> there's a bottom on the bottom, bottom of the gravitron that is this little like you channeled grommet that goes on the cut bottle? And, you know, of course you can just go buy that at Home Depot, right? <laughs> you can't, it doesn't exist. There is no, no, no like, no. We're like yeah, years, yeah. No. You know, for years, you uh, you know, I was like, there's gotta, this guy has gotta, gotta exist, right? Like, yeah. there are rubber grommets all over the world. And um, mm. ultimately, I had to like bite the bullet a couple years in and like, like had, you it. know, spend the money on a mold. Mm-hmm. And I remember it was like wow. three thousand dollars, and almost broke me. Oh, right? Yeah. Um, I distinctly remember when I had to write that check. Mm. Um, wow. So, uh, so yeah, no, I mean th- that was that was the first uh, pipe, and then it was, um, you know, and then the story, which I th- I've th- told on other you know other media platforms, is that you know I was making the 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 downstem and the bowl that go in the top of the gravitron, and I learned that oh I can make this little one hitter with in the same stock tubing. Because I'm making all these bowls myself, I'm making, cutting all of the bottles, I'm doing all of this stuff, you know, in a you know, in a little uh, in a little warehouse, and um, and I was like, okay, well, I'm just gonna make these and you know these little one hitters and go t- give them out at a trade sh- or at ACL Fest 07. And so I was out there handing them out, and I saw you know a shop, a shop owner, and he was like, hey, come sell me these things, and you know that was that was it. I was like, oh man, you know I can design and make other stuff. Yes. And, You know, so I started selling these these one hitters, and and then I was like, oh, if I, if people will buy grab one hitters. They'll buy grab spoons. They'll buy grab spoons. They'll grab, grab bubblers. You know, so on and so forth. And then Why you know, three hundred and thirty eight <laughs> Right. Exactly. Um, My other
2: favorite piece, the coffee mug. <laughs> I think
3: that was actually a big strategy question. and Everybody kind of has this issue: is like, you know, what, you know, how do we, how do we narrow the scope, and should we narrow the scope? Is you know, as as a brand, are you um, you know, are you going to be the Puffco peak and, you know, be a, one you know, not one big, trick yeah. pony, but like, you know, they've got plenty of accessories and lots, and you know, lots of excuses, but it all centers around this one specific platform. Or are you going to be a cannabis brand in or well, you're going to be a, a multi-accessory brand. You know, I don't want to like you know, associate with black and Decker, but like mm-hmm. you're a good example. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, the, you know, you're going to have all of these different accessories that all kind of speak to one, you know. Uh, you know, speak through your one megaphone of like, hey, we are, we are cannabis and we are all kinds of cannabis consumption. Right. Um, you know, and speaking further, you know, we were, you know, talking about what it means to be, we're constantly talking about what it means to be this brand and what kind of, you know, responsibilities we have as, as a brand outside of just the objects that we make. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, kind of in preparation for sitting down with you guys, like how do we, how do we start to change the the culture, right? Like there's still a lot of problems with cannabis culture and, um, so yeah, it's it's it, there's a ton of responsibility both from you know designing new products and to influencing the way that this industry is going to look in the future. Yeah.
2: That's great. I'm so glad you brought that up. You know we are, you know, fierce advocates and activists, and every time we light up, uh, you know, we got to think about those uh, people who are incarcerated currently for doing the same thing that is not legal in their state. Mm-hmm. You know, um, think of all of the you know just the. People that have suffered to get where we are and we get to go to this fun party at MJ BizCon and laugh it up. You know, it's very, very, very fucking important, I think, to, you know, mention that and remember, you know, that we are working for a cause. So can I ask you a little bit more about that? What cause to you guys is uh, closest to your heart and, you know, what are you guys working towards?
3: Well, I mean, considering we are five white people in the heart of the South talking about this. um, But we are who we are, you know? I didn't ask
2: to be born, you know? But I I have the platform that I have, so... I think
4: that's the key part, is that what we keep thinking about is um, we do have an audience. We have, through our products, through the brand that we have, as we are, you know, we're starting to go state by state and create partnerships in the recreational markets that are... Uh, going to be not just accessories, but cannabis specific products. And in that we do feel that there's a certain responsibility that we have as a brand to be cognizant that this is not, uh, so I, you know, I kind of come from a, a, a startup background and it's just not like we got some money and let's just go conquer an industry like type thing. This is, let's be really thoughtful about this. And there's a lot of context. Uh, and we need to understand the, the current, you know, social justice issues, the the ones that have, we've inherited that come and where we're going from here. So mm-hmm. uh, there are a lot of things from not just uh, thinking about, like, you know, the Last Prisoner Project, which we care a ton about and we try to partner with them when we can. Uh, but then in, in addition, there's ways that we can do it just in who we partner with. Like, who are we choosing to highlight, you know, as we're going to go into new states mm-hmm. to give them, to align our, our voices and say, like, these are some, mm-hmm uh people that we really think are either doing it the right way or thinking about this from you know from a conscious perspective mm-hmm. um and so it's not just necessarily of like what nonprofits do we like it's how are we kind of voting with our brand as we go and like make a, a bigger splash across the country um, to make sure that we are using our um our platform to raise awareness that this is not as easy as people think it is like there's a lot of complicated issues um and with that, just, the, you know, some of the, the stats around the, you know, what was it? It's a couple of years old, but that, you know, less than 1% of dispensaries are owned by people of color. Mm-hmm. Um, historically, the black market has been something that allows, uh, you know, uh, marginalized communities to actually create an income. Now that's kind of having a whitewashing as we're coming through and uh, folks that, you know, look like us are the ones who are getting those permits and other people aren't and you're getting cut out. And there's just a lot of I don't necessarily. I definitely don't have the the answer, but it's just a matter of like being aware of this every step of the way, and like what can we do to make sure that we're thinking about this and being conscious of it, and advocating for what we think is the right side of history, and
0: you know making that at, at every decision. Mm-hmm. It, it's a really beautiful time because I I do think most you know cannabis centered or cannabis lensed businesses are thinking about this stuff, and it is like you said, it's we don't want to just conquer an industry here. It's about doing this plant right as this industry blooms, and uh, that heart, that 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 thought that we're all like really trying to do the right thing here, um, you know, it carries. And 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 again, we haven't. We're in Texas now, and so my hope is that because we've been behind, we're going to see some really positive change because we've witnessed other states doing it. We can put things into into actual practical use here when we start to legalize. And um, I, I'm hoping that happens. And I know that, I mean, just you guys in that space, you know, on that, fighting that good fight, it, it means a lot. It means a lot in Texas. And, and I think it will um, have very positive things. So.
2: Yeah, man, you guys make us proud. Yeah. You really yeah. do. You started Texans, a company in Texas. really <laughs> do. <That laughs> was mean, yeah. The- yeah, yeah. yeah, what? It's some Weed's all- not legal, but we got Gravitron. Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> 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 right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. come on, it's, it really is. It's something to be proud of.
1: You awesome. know? Yeah.
4: I do think that we're lucky also that Texas wasn't one of the first to go legal. I mean, it's, I mean that's, yeah. most of as that is hard on our lives, I don't Agreed. think that Texas would have done a great job with it. So not that anybody's Nobody done a great job, have. but like Texas would have fucked it up hope. more than most. So, yeah. Uh, if they uh, still we have so. the yeah. availability of fucking yeah. it up more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the hemp,
2: uh, the new hemp regulations are coming out. Mm. I mean, this week, next week. I mean, yeah, soon. real mm. soon. Mm-hmm or you know we'll see but
0: as we as we sort of wrap out here i do i do have one final question just in terms of like you know how passionate about the design and how hands on are you guys still like are do you have design meetings where you're like on a whiteboard, I got this new idea for an internal coil. Let me, you know, let me loop that out or like how into the design are you guys still? I'll let Dave answer that but I'm just going to interject at the beginning that when I can't find Dave, that's
4: where he is. <laughs> so I'll let you kind of...
2: He's either in the bathroom or he's in the design
3: room. <laughs> yeah. Well, if I have anything to say about it, there will be no more internal coils. Okay. Sorry all for right. all the coil lovers out there. <laughs> hey, I, really I, love hey, I, I am a really coil like lover. I just talk about that shit. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um... No, not because of, you know, hatred for internal coils. It's more of like the market isn't going that way. And, right. and yeah, the, the answer is like, you know, I spend, you know, as much time as I can with Micah, you know, our, our, mm-hmm. our senior designer awesome. and who is just, you know, inspiration to, has always been an inspiration to me. And um, and I think that this, you know, that if I if I had my way, I would just like live in his office with him. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, but, but, you know, you have to, I do. I get out there, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm driving, like, mm-hmm. you know, trying to see a bigger picture of where mm-hmm. the, you know, consumer culture is going, and you know, trying to, to play to that, you know, t- you know, again, you know, coils are, are not. I mean, like, sorry, you guys are old. No, you know. it's <laughs> cool. I mean, you know what? I've got vintage <laughs> coils. The okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the kids um, don't like the coils. We get it. Mm-hmm. But what is your
2: favorite part about the design process? Um,
3: you know, I was I I paused because like I was gonna say like glass is is magic and um and it is, but I I think that the my favorite part about and it's not part of the design process at all. It's like my favorite part of of this business period is the is the fact that we are that we're engaging with our end users in an incredibly meaningful way, right? Like I can't imagine that there is another you know tangible product energy, uh, uh, industry that, um, that has such an impact on the, on its early adopters and the people who are, you know, just getting in, you know, we've, we've got a lot of like entry level people that come, you know, that buy our products. Cause we've, you know, we hit a, you know, a pretty aggressive price point. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, we're literally like expanding people's minds and you know they and they have such a deep passion for it so you know the you know the business side of that design process is like hey let's meet them where they are let's you know let's try to figure out exactly how cannabis is you know what this industry is going to look like in the future and start to play to that now um you know we've got a great lineup of 338 SKUs, and um and you know, again, you know, I was I was joking like, let's kill them all. I mean, the the, the issue is that you, we we do try to be so much to so many people, and we can't always, right? You know, no no nobody can. So um, so it does require a very specific amount of you know, uh, you know buzzword bandwidth to mm-hmm. um, to to figure out where our next you know where our next family of products or you know new technology is going to come from. Mm-hmm. You yeah, but we're putting a lot of effort into this glass joint project. We think it can have a huge impact across the the country, and the industry. Um, we just launched with hemp flower in them. So yes, last yeah, week at the champ yeah. show. Oh, awesome! So yes. yeah, you should be able to go get it at head shop, and then good. you know, use it however you want. <laughs> <laughs> Not telling you, you what to do, but use it. <laughs> <I> <laughs> you know.
2: Well, you said glass is magic. Yeah. So what does that mean? I loved it, and yeah. I just. Oh,
3: um, Well, it's like literally magic. Like you, you, when you get on the torch and you start manipulating the glass, it's, it's a, you know, glass gets their hooks and glass blowers and, and doesn't, you know, and and kind of like you, it's an addiction. It like becomes like, you know, people's personas. And, um, I was always able to keep a safe distance because I was, you know, looking at it from a product perspective, but you know, I still have a deep passion for, for glass blowing and what it means to be a glass blower. And, um, you know, we still are, you know, we still have a, a really amazing studio with 14 glass blowers that, you know, that call it home, and um, and so when I say glass is magic, I mean that like it's it literally kind of has, a, a you know, it behaves how it wants to behave, right? You'll show up and, you know, get on the torch, and it's, you know, the glass just won't cooperate with you, and you just have to go home, or you show up, and you can, you know, triple your production that you did the day before. It's just a... a It's a really interesting, um, it's really interesting animal. Wow,
2: Wow. very cool. That is beautiful. Thank
0: you for sharing that. Yeah, and thank you, thank you for your persistence with glass. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Um, Yeah, Brandon, sorry about earlier for up your name. You're all good. (laughs) Brandon, (laughs) Dave, thank you guys so much uh, for being here. And I mean, you got fans and and friends in us. Know that the greenhouse podcast. We got your guys back you just you just call
3: on us <laughs> yeah great job guys this yeah. was super fun thanks for oh, doing yeah. what you awesome. did thank yeah, you yeah, friend appreciate
0: it all right awesome. see y'all next time okay, okay. Bye. Boom. <laughs>